Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Now, have I mentioned the Vision Driven Moms Village? I truly believe that it takes a village to raise a child, and we have an incredible village of like-minded moms on Facebook. Sometimes I get so caught up in sharing all the goodness from these amazing conversations that I forget to mention important things like the Vision Driven Moms Facebook group. Now, we would love to have you join us there for all things Vision Driven Mom. It's the village for support, sharing, and community, and to help you feel not so all alone on your journey through motherhood. You can find the group on Facebook at Vision Driven Moms or get the link in the show notes. Now, today's guest is the incredible Kim Brain. Now, the focus of the episode is about homeschooling and building a business at the same time, but I think you're going to want to stick around even if this dynamic duo isn't for you. Kim has the most beautiful, calm way about her that makes me feel like I can do anything. And I'm sure you're going to feel the same after listening to the episode. Honestly, she had me at too many moms put their innate gifts, talents, and ideas aside while, you, while they raised their children. I couldn't agree more. Now, during this episode, Kim and I talk about the possibility of homeschooling and successfully caring for your well-being, your family, and your business, all while staying sane in the process. Kim is on a mission to help homeschool moms create capacity for their well-being, family, and business so they can build their dream without breaking. <laughs> she is a girl after my own heart. Please tag Kim and I on social media with a gold nugget that you're taking away from the episode because I think you're going to find lots of them. Now, is it possible to homeschool and run a business or any other combination that you might be considering right now? Have a listen, and I think you're going to agree that, in fact, anything is possible. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Kim, it is so lovely to have you here. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for coming for the interview. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Yes, absolutely. Now, can you tell us about your journey? How did you, how did your, you start the podcast? How did your, how did this business start for you? What, what was the, what was, what was your journey? Okay, thank you for asking. I'll just have to rewind to the beginning. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I started out, you know, I, I was in college. I have to go back that far. I was huh? in college. I was working in social services and I had this big old plan. You know, when I get out, I'm going to, you know, be this, you know, professional social worker. And so when I graduated from college, I, I was a case manager. But then uh, not long into that, I became pregnant, my husband and I, and I we kind of really analyzed my salary. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to stay at home. And he was okay with that. Uh -huh. But honestly, deep within, that was kind of sort of a excuse to stay at home because I already felt like um, <laughs> I wanted to be at home at least the first year right. of my child's life until they can at least talk. So 
my goal was, okay, he's going to get to the age he's talking. I can put him in preschool. I can go back to work. Well, as soon as he turns one, we found find out I'm pregnant around his first birthday. Right. Sounds so, familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so life happened. And okay, so I'm at home longer now. Okay, so once the oldest one get to preschool age, we send him to preschool and it's not going, you know, as expected. So that was a public preschool with some uh, a Montessori class. Mm -hmm. But then it was only a few hours a day. So I said, okay, once the, the one behind them is old enough, we'll put them in a full-time private preschool. Still, <laughs> yeah. not, not working because as a stay-at-home mom, I was always used to being the, well, my husband and I, uh, being the final authority, you know, right, basically. Right. But when you send them off to school, it feels like they're the final authority, at least during the time that they're in their care. And that just didn't sit well with me. Right, right. So it was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of complaining to my friends. I'm complaining to my husband. And, you know, my friends are like, Kim, I think you're never going to be happy with no one else watching your kids. And my husband's like, I have a coworker who's homeschooling. His wife is, she's homeschooling their kids and they're living this holistic lifestyle and they're doing all these things. And like, he would come home from work telling me about what they were doing. And I'm hmm. like, your husband sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds kind of interesting. You know, I never consider homeschooling, but I'm not liking, you know, being feeling like I'm being talked to when I talk to teachers and administrators about what's in my child's best interest. So I'm like, okay, I was a stay at home mom. What's the, what's the big deal? I can handle this. You know, there are so many resources these days. So I started doing my research. I started doing my research and Lord and behold, there were like so many resources out there. Right. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's al there's almost too many resources. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, like, I could do this. You know, I mean, I know everything, but what I don't know, there's resources available. So that's how I started homeschooling. And then two more children came unexpectedly. So right. now we have four boys. <laughs> four boys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have a full house. Right, right. And so, oh, and so you asked me, how did I start enterprising homeschool mom? So as you can imagine, being a stay-at-home mom, being a, a, a homeschooling mom, and I had plans of going back into the workforce. Okay, so now I'm at home with my kids. I, I love that. However, something inside of me was missing and right. out of alignment. So I felt the need to explore entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. okay. And so, <laughs> like so many other uh, moms, especially back then, there weren't a lot of examples to see, you know, in right. in, uh, in that space, work, you know, working from home, unless, you know, you're into network marketing, and I did try that, mm -hmm. but it wasn't for me. Right, <laughs> so right. I was like, okay, what do I do? Now, I did write a children's book, Oh, cool. Self-published, yeah, self-published a children's book. That was like one of the first things I did. My husband and I rehabbed rental properties and mm -hmm. got some rental income from that, and I managed some of the properties. And uh, I did health and wellness coaching. 
Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So You've I'm done sure lots you of things. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I taught online, uh, ESL teacher online and oh, without cool. school. Uh -huh. And then, so over the years, I've always helped different homeschool moms get started. Right. So in my community, I was like, I believe, at least in my spirit influence, that I was like one of the first people that mm. I around You're here. The pioneer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were other moms. We just, you know, we didn't have Facebook groups and stuff like that back right. then. Well, we did, but they weren't as big as they are now where you can kind of connect with people. Everyone was, were probably in their own little pocket. Right. Uh, and you probably didn't know. So now there's more awareness, you know, we could connect. So when someone wanted to homeschool, they're like, oh, call Kim. She <laughs> so I've always, you know, kind of help people get started, gain their, conf you know, help them boost their confidence that you could do this, you know, right. how this is how you do that. So, but today when, when the, you know, with the pandemic this past year, so many more moms are like frustrated my goodness so, yes yeah and some of the children are frustrated right. and so i had more questions you know my way about hey how do i get started with homeschooling but i don't want to lose my identity as a mom or my household counts on my income <laughs> right 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 so what can i do and so i was like you know i had figured out different creative ways to bring income into the household and to reclaim a sense of my identity while being a homeschool mom. Yes. So I said, hmm, this could be a thing. So I said, I know a lot of moms are already feeling burnt out mm -hmm. and overwhelmed and really don't know where to start. So first we got to increase the capacity, you know, the, right. uh, so it was like, my mission is to help homeschool moms create capacity for their well-being, their family, and their business mm. if they desire to, so they could, they could build the dream that God gave them without breaking. Right, without breaking. That's key right there. That <laughs> <laughs> part is key. Um, and Kim, I love that story. And I love, well, you know, this is a show about possibility it is possible. Like you are an example of possibility that it is possible to run your own business and homeschool. And I think one of the, so, and we are, I've approached this over the, the past year. I've talked with my kids lots of times about, you know, that this, this, um, this idea of homeschooling. So I started the business before, you know, before this even really started entering my mind because I was originally, no, no, I am not going to homeschool. <laughs> but you said something a little while ago too about not losing and not losing your identity. And I think that is one of my fears or was anyway, the more this year has opened me up a lot more, but that, that knowing that, oh, I don't have to lose my identity. I don't have to, you know, put my business aside I don't have to, to put my, you talk about your gifts and talents. Can you talk about that a little bit about that? We don't have to put our gifts and our talents on the shelf while we are creating this life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I would love to, because I struggle with this at first. Yeah. The reason why I struggle with it at first is because I didn't have any examples. Right. Um, 
Well, and that that's what I wanted to be an example that is possible. Mm -hmm. And so really it's all about designing and creating the homeschool that's right for you and your family. Right. And as well as the right, how you run your business. Mm -hmm. So all of those things come together to enable you to do both and still have joy and peace in your life. I'll just give you an example. So when I first started homeschooling nine years ago, <laughs> wow. I was very, very traditional. Uh -huh. So I only had two kids then. And so when I decided to homeschool them and so many people had so many questions and so many doubts, I wanted to make sure that my kids were either at the standard or above it. So I put a right. lot of pressure on myself. Mm, I put a lot right. of pressure on them. And it really wasn't that enjoyable in the beginning, you know, to be honest. Uh, that was because I have my children that I know this now over right. experience that they're very self-directed. They have their mm -hmm. own, you know, uh, way that they want to do things. And as long as I continue to fight against that oh. and not allow them to be a partner in um, their education, it was a tug of war. Right. And yeah. With homeschooling, if you try to bring the school system uh, way of doing things into your home, mm -hmm. it will be more difficult right. to have a business. But once you reframe what learning is and allow your children to lead and be more self-reliant and more self-directed mm -hmm. and really tell, let you know what they're interested in, it is a game changer. Right. So, and that's super important because I think like what you said about doing it the traditional way, that was my idea of what homeschooling is in that you do it in your home and that you don't do it with other people. Like that was my, I, I'm, I'm learning a lot more that there are communities and there's so many resources out there, but, but that, um, that, that I had to do it that I had to do it that the school way, like that is just not appealing to me, but I love that. I love what I'm, what I'm learning about homeschooling and that you're, you're kind of tailoring it. And I, I actually was a uh, preschool teacher before I had kids and it was kind of, it, it was a Montessori ish. It was called Amelia, Amelia Reggio. Um, mm -hmm. But, it, but it was, it was kid led, right? It was, mm -hmm. it was the, 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 it was kind of, it was kind of like follow the child, but it, but not Montessori. So I love that concept, but that idea of like the, how I can, and, and here, you know, this is what I teach. I teach like the, how, the, how is, you know, you decide on the, what first, the, why, the, why is super important. Like, why am I doing this? And the, what the, the, the vision of what you want it to all look like. Um, but there, that there are, you're, you're, you're showing us and, and telling us about the possibility that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to look that traditional way. I think, and that, that was one of my fears. Like, I don't want to do it that way, but how <laughs> would I do it? But I love that. I love that you, that you, um, that you brought that in and that, that, that it is in understanding your kids and how they learn. Yes. And yes. I think that's huge. Yes, taking that into consideration, taking your lifestyle, like if you're already an entrepreneur, into consideration. And 
once your children know how to read, really, they do a lot of the teaching for themselves yeah, at that okay. point, especially when they start out as homeschoolers, they kind of have this flow of, you know, they kind of like my children, at least they love to teach themselves. They, I get, I think they feel like they get it better right. than when I teach them because right. I, they're boys. I, I'm a female and they feel like I draw, I drag everything out. <laughs> I love so they're that. like, Ma, I'll handle this. You, okay. You, I'll, 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 I have it. I'm like, but I could just tell you what to do and it'll be so much faster. They like, trust me, it won't be. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great though. That's great that they, I mean, not that they're, you know, because I think that I've asked my kids, um, we've talked about it over the past year. Do you want me to homeschool? This is an option. And they're both like, no, <laughs> maybe it's because of the way that I approach things and in the, well, it, look, it should look like this. But I love what you're saying that it doesn't have to look that way and that it Not, can, it can be, um, that it can be different and really, and, and, and what you're, what you're saying too, is you're creating independent thinkers, which I think is hugely important. Yes. Yes. Something that's really not allowed a lot of times in traditional school. Like right. I, um, just to take a little rabbit hole to the side really, really quick. I uh -huh, sure. spent a short amount of time grading the standardized tests from home. Oh, and yeah. actually I was booted out. Oh, <laughs> I was booted out <laughs> because I was, uh, you know, saying that the child did, you know, pass when they said I didn't, because this is why, <laughs> uh, because it, it had to be, regurgitated exactly back how right. they wanted it to be even if the answer was correct if it was not given back the same way that it was mm. uh expected to be answered right i'm like that's right though you know because we had a rubric yeah and it was right but if it did not align perfectly they wanted you to mark that child wrong and i'm just like huh so I didn't last long. They were like, no, you didn't make the cut. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> I love that. I love that story. And, you know, I, when I was, uh, so I have ADHD mm -hmm. and um, we're kind of in the process of, um, of uh, getting my daughter evaluated as well. Um, and I always thought that when I was going through school, that if I could sit with my teacher, all of them, and tell them what I knew that they, they would know that I knew the material. But the sitting down and doing the testing, oh my gosh, no. I mean, I had to work so hard just to be smack dab in the middle of my class. I have to work, had to work really, really, really hard. So, um, so I love that idea that you can, that, that your, your kids, it is kind of like follow the child. Right. And, but, but you're, and you're mm -hmm. helping to tailor it together. I love that. I love that. Right. And I love what you, what you teach about, um, that homeschooling and, and having a business can coexist. You tell us more about that because that, that's, that was one of my fears too, that if I, you know, so I like to say, I, I stayed home with my kids in the beginning too. And I like to say, I don't like to say, but I feel like I, um, I stayed home, I, I stayed home seven years too long, like, mm -hmm. because I was missing that, that part of me, like that part of me that 
I just felt, felt like I was withering, right? Mm -hmm. So I had the, and I've had this misconception that if I homeschooled, that I'd have to shelf my business, that I'd have to shelf my life again. So tell us a little bit more about how they coexist and how you, how you do that, that balancing act. <laughs> and I, I, I love what the question, because that is such a, a reality for most women that, yeah. that concern that it means that you're no longer, uh, your dreams and goals have to be shelved until they grow up. And so one of the ways that I feel like it can coexist if you uh, design your business in a way that functions with your family, with your family and your business as a cohesive consideration right. instead of this separate thing separate, over here. And right. that, you know, like this integration that you have to have considering all things. And I struggle with that. I can't say that I, I, I mastered that right away. I didn't. Right. Right. So earlier on in my entrepreneur journey, I struggled with that idea where I felt like things that I wanted to do in my business, I felt like if I couldn't do it this way, the way I saw the online gurus doing oh, it. Oh, goodness, the <laughs> online gurus. <laughs> yes, exactly. The six, seven-figure people, then right. that meant that I was not going to succeed. Right. So I struggled with that for a, a while, off and on. And finally... Uh, actually, how we connected, Tracy and I, boss mom, seeing Dana Malstaff yeah. and how her her philosophies around women in business with children really helped uh, free my mind from a yes. lot of those. <laughs> I hear you. I, I love her. I love the way her thing is. You know, we are moms. We need easy businesses, right? We wow. don't, those, and I can't, yeah, and all the gurus, I've worked with so many um, coaches, business coaches, and uh, that, that weren't moms, right? Yeah. That, 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 oh, you do it this way and be everywhere. I'm like, no. Right, right. <laughs> well, where, I will spread myself thin. But yeah, right. keep going, keep going about right. that, because that's really important that we, it right. doesn't have to look the way everybody else's does. Right. A lot of those, you know, people, they may not have their children at home all day, or uh, even just, even if your children go to school, it's, if you've been working on your business all day, you still have to, you know, clock in again with them. So it's still, you know, as a mom is different. And so I was looking to a lot of those examples initially, you know, mm -hmm. even spent yeah, money right. and only to feel bad that I couldn't get these things done. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. so when, so, so seeing the way Dana, her philosophy really helped transform my thinking and to help me realize that, wait a minute, I shouldn't be letting uh, my business run me. I should run it and make it fit into my life yes yes <laughs> not the other way around so right if i don't want to send this amount of emails every week or if i don't want to be on social media that amount of time i can i can pick what i want to do and just be consistent with that right and people will respect that and realize that you know my family is a priority in my life yeah. And I'm showing up for my audience as well, and I'm giving you value, but this is when I'm going to do it because I have a family too. Right. So right. the idea that you can actually design your business because you got in business not to make your business another boss. 
So right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Or to another child, like <laughs> another child to take care of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that that they can coexist because, like I said, that that was another one of those um, those stories that I was telling myself that I could never do this because I, um, you know, I'd lose myself. Like, how could I do both things? I couldn't if I, if, but here we are, right? We're, we're, we're a year at home. My kids have been doing virtual, virtual learning um, since, uh, since the fall. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? We are doing it, right? And I'm actually feel like I'm taking sixth grade all over again um, <laughs> at the moment. Uh, it will, you know, we can make four more months. We can, we can make it, but we're going to reevaluate and see, you know, what is the best thing for our family? We still don't know. None of us know what's, what the fall is going to bring, you know, the new school year. Right. Um, right. But I, and I love, I love that you talk about that you can design it. You get to decide and that you don't have to, it doesn't have to look the way everybody else's does. And it can look the way yours does. And that takes a lot of courage, Kim to do that, to do, you know, and, and to, to be an entrepreneur, to both of those things together, you know, being an entrepreneur, people look at you like you have like three eyes, you know, <laughs> what do you mean? Why would you do that? Why, you know, and then being a homeschool mom, those are, those are two things that, that are not the, the mainstream. So, um, so it takes courage to do it, but you are an example of possibility that you're doing it and that they can coexist. I really, I really love that. I really think that's key and that we don't have to do it the way it's always been done because honestly is the way it's always been done the right way for everybody. No, right. You know, I I don't think so for some people, maybe, but for most of us, probably not. I really think that this year has given, given us an, all of us an opportunity. And I know that you are seeing a whole lot more people saying, yeah, I need your help. What do I do? What do I do? Right. I'm seeing more people wanting my help and advice, but also I'm seeing a lot more people more afraid of homeschooling now because yeah. they see e-learning and this isolation that we currently see during the pandemic is what homeschooling is. Right. So you see some parents that's feeling like I can't wait to send them back because if this is what homeschooling is, I want no part of it. And so I'm here to, first of all, say my heart goes out to families that this is their experience with homeschooling because that's not the real, true, authentic, experience of homeschooling right and normally we uh would be co-oping with other families mm-hmm. we would be going on field trips like homeschooling is a lot of, there's like you're not always at home yeah right <laughs> in right. fact you almost have to be careful not to spend more time out the home than you do in the home right because okay. Yeah, we would go to museums. We would like all the time, like you have a membership at the museum so you can go whenever you want mm-hmm. to like pick one each season or something like that. So we spent lots of time outdoors and with other people. But with uh, the pandemic, it's been different. So a yeah. lot of students that's in traditional school, not only are they at home away from their peers, but the e-learning, the, that's all new, the hybridine, all of right. that stuff. And so some people feel like that's what homeschool is and it's, it's not. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I thought it was too. I thought that it was, and I, I've had 
I've, I've been learning over the past couple of years that no, it's not about staying home. Like one of my, one of my fears was um, social, you know, that their social interaction, like I don't, I want my kids to be able to be out and be with other kids. But what you're saying and what I'm learning is that it's totally social and it's mm-hmm. like, that's an important part of the whole thing. Right. And the great part about it is when they are socializing, the parents aren't too far away. Right. So they're, they're, they're connecting and it's also our time to connect. Right. Like so you're moms, not, you're not isolated. Yes. Right. So that was very good yeah. as well. So I, can't wait to see what the future will bring if we can return back to those times <laughs> right I mean I, yeah who knows right we don't know what it's going to look like at this point and and it's and it's okay the mm-hmm. cool thing is with what you with what you're doing with the homeschooling and the, and, and the entrepreneurship that you are you're creating like you're you're not you're you are I mean yes it would be nice to be able to go to the museums and do all the social stuff. And I, I believe that we will, you know, we'll get there. It, it will change. It'll probably look different, but that you are kind of blazing your own path, right? Mm-hmm. This is where we're going and you're not depending on the public school or the school system, you know, mm-hmm. that you are, that you can continue to move forward in your own way. And I really think that is a beautiful thing. You mentioned too about that when you're doing this, you move at your own speed, and that you can, it doesn't, it's not a race. And can you go into a little, little bit about that? Yes. Like many uh, moms, when they start to explore homeschooling, you know, it's like, you know, you get in these Facebook groups and it's like, oh, what are y'all doing? What does your schoolroom look like? You know, what type of homeschool are you? Right. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's good to kind of see what's out there. However, you have to create your own path and journey and so uh you want to move at the speed that fits your needs and not compare your journey to others even as it relates to your children like if you talk to a lot of homeschoolers and you if you ask them what grade level their child is in Mm -hmm. a lot of times there's some uh kind of pause (laughs) and i'll tell you why (laughs) Because we're moving at the speed that fits our child needs. Right. So, yes, we have a grade level that they're in. But for this subject, they may be above a grade level. Mm. This that that's you know for math they may be at grade level. For history or another subject they may be above or below. So, we're we're tailoring the curriculum to the child instead of the other way around. So we're going with the flow of our child. So like if my child don't get, you know, the math today, we're going to carry that over tomorrow. Right, we're not just right. going to move on because <laughs> it's time we got to go. On. We got to go. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners are really hearing this, that it is, that is possible. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And there are, like you said, it, it seems like there are so many possibilities right now that moms need you to help guide them to, you know, what, what, what's going to be the best for them. Cause we're all different, you know, we're, we're all different in the way that we approach life. But, um, Kim, this has been fantastic and very eye opening, And, and I, I've really loved, um, I really love learning about this because we are, we're still, I'm, I'm thinking, I never thought that I would consider homeschooling. 
but I am. And so many of us right now are in this place of, okay, what's going to be the best for my family? You know, what's going to be the best thing? And I don't know, I think it's individual and I, you know, I, and I have had friends who, who tried it and then it didn't work out so well for them or their child or whatever. And then when kind of, you know, I, I really think that, that, that the decisions that we make, um, we're not, we're not bound by them, right? We can, we can, you're not, if you decide to go homeschool, you don't, it it doesn't have to be like, this is it. And sometimes we feel that, that way that this decision, like everything, everything depends on this decision, but it's not, but it's not true. You know, we have, we have options. And if this way of homeschooling is not working, then I can try this. If this way I'm running my business is not working, then I can try this. And it's kind of just, you know, just, just playing with it. Absolutely. Give yourself permission to pivot. Oh, I love that. Give yourself, I'm writing that one down. Give yourself permission to pivot. That is fantastic. Okay. On that note, Kim, can you share a time in motherhood that felt impossible? Um, Maybe it's something that you achieved or something that you overcame. Yes. And I will try to make this as quick as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So I have four kids. The first three kids that I had, had them safely, you know, brought them home immediately. The fourth child, something different happened. Mm. So I delivered him and I saw this look on the doctor's and the nurse's face. And I'm like, okay, what's that look? They just gave each other this look that something is wrong. So he wasn't breathing. So they were trying to get him to breathe or he was breathing, but it was really shallow. Right. Okay. Once they, you know, got him going. So they took him away immediately, Mm. never held him, nothing. Right. So uh, they said, we're going to run some tests. They come back and they have this somber look on their faces. And they said, um, his, his intestines, there's, there's a hole in his diaphragm Mm. and his intestines is into is in one of his lungs oh goodness like uh so we're going to have to fly him immediately to a a special hospital wow which was a state away Uh uh-huh so it's 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 i live in northwest indiana it's in chicago the university of chicago and so my husband my you know my mom we all look at each other like what just happened Right. So I'm kind of in shock. I'm still recovering from just naturally having a baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really all the way there. And it's just like, it feels like a dream. Right. So um, everyone comes to apologize that he was airlifted to the, to the hospital. And then uh, the doctor tells me, I'll release you early if you are okay with it. Cause you seem healthy and I'll, you know, let you go over there and see him. Right. So about, I slept that night because I had him in the evening, slept the night, the morning, I was released to go over there, uh, about a 45 minute drive. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I was, we were told, you know, he would have to have surgery to have it repaired, oh, but we want to give him 72 hours to kind of, you know, get acquainted to just being out being alive. Room. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just really heart-wrenching because 
when it when it first happened, to be honest, and I'll just be completely raw with this, when it first happened, I had two options. When they told me it was gonna be airlifted, I almost immediately wanted to kind of drown out that I just even had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was so accustomed to my children being like me being the caregiver and now i just had a child and someone else is is taking them right right taking him so i didn't feel i felt so i didn't feel in control at all yeah so it's like do i just act like i didn't have him you Mm -hmm. know that it it was a thought i don't know it was probably an evil thought i don't know or maybe just my way of adjusting i don't know but so anyway then something clicked and i said no kim you can't do that right so <laughs> let yeah. me just clear that up. Yeah. So I something clicked and it was like, it will be okay. Yeah. So we prayed, we we're praying family, believing family. We prayed and um, God, at that point we had peace. Yeah. Right. We had peace. So all while he was having surgery, the doctors, it was like a long surgery. So they were contacting us on the phone to let us know the progress and he was doing well. They let us know all the complications that can come with it. And it's just like this peace mm. came over us and they didn't really understand the peace. He was over there in Chicago for the next uh, almost month. Mm-hmm. So I had to travel back and forth. Oh, because you had kids, you had three at home. Oh, goodness. Yes. So I couldn't, yeah. So like there were other parents with a child in the NICU, mm-hmm. but that was their only child. Right. So they could actually, they had a, a house you could stay at and yes. stay overnight, but I right. couldn't do that. So I had to come back home to my children. Wow. So, but God gave me a, a supernatural peace. At mm. first it didn't look too good, but I was like, you know what? We're, we're going to get through this. God is with you. God is with him. Right. And he came out. All right. So mm. when, when when he was released from the hospital, almost four weeks later, we were told that he would have all these complications. He's had none of those. Complications. Ah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Right. And out of my four children, he has like, you know, his intestine was to in in his lung, you know. Right. And so one of his lungs was not fully developed. Mm-hmm. But do you know he has the loudest voice? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So the moral of the story of what I overcame as a mom. Yeah. Is I was presented two options. Yeah. To just like give up, go into depression mode or mm-hmm. just just act like he didn't even, you know, almost like I just didn't even have him because I felt like he wasn't even my child. I never got right. a chance to hold him. And that was just going to be my coping mechanism at yeah. that time. Right. But then I then it something clicked and I was like, no, this is going to be your biggest uh, like overcoming moment. Right. Every time I see him, he's a miracle. <laughs> oh, I love that story. I love that. You know, this is a story for another or I think we could talk. Because <laughs> my my first was an emergency C section, um, got sick, stopped breathing in, in my arms when he was not even supposed to be here, spent lots of time in the NICU and um and uh um but I didn't have the three kids at home. Mm. But I, but yeah, we, we, we looked at him as the, he's the miracle kid. Cause he just wasn't, you know, somehow he made it and he's, you know, 
14, he's going to be 14 in August when they said, you know, he's going to have this and this and this and the other thing. And that he's perfectly fine. I mean, it was in the beginning, it, it was, it was, it was a little touch and go, but it mm -hmm. was, but it was fine. And that we can overcome those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And it makes us stronger. And I think if we didn't, like you said about your, about your family being closer, if we didn't have that experience, we would not like, I don't think that my husband would have bonded with him the way that he ended up bonding with him because mm -hmm. I needed help. You know, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I can do everything that needed to be done, um, on my own, but I love that story. That's a beautiful story and it's possible, you know, it's possible to yeah. come back. It's, it's possible to, to actually come back better than you were before, you know, which is a beautiful right, thing. Right. Really control your thinking in this. Yes. Situation. And that's it. I did not yeah. do a very good job of controlling my thinking back then. Um, I've learned, I wish that I had done this work be be before then, but, uh, but Kim, this has been fantastic. I love that story that you just told and, uh, and all of that, the homeschooling and, um, and running your business. So, I mean, this is possibility, right? This, we, it, yes. it's possible. And I think we're seeing a lot more of possibility now, you know, uh, yes. now because we're, we're we're kind of we're being forced to pivot you know we're being forced to to uh to be open to be open to the idea what if what if i homeschooled and had a business at the same time mm -hmm. oh you know and you get to decide kim this has been great thank you so much for coming on the show i really really loved having you thank you for having me yes absolutely all right goodbye for now Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive, keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.